0: Uh, I've got to make sure I say the right name of the podcast. Um,
1: (laughs) If not, we could just fix it in post. Yeah. Um, All right. Three, two, one.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the fourth
1: best podcast. This is Monty and I'm here with Steve. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I mean, but really, how are you doing? You're the one that just came off of uh, your Uh, international, your personal international break. Uh, I'm doing okay. I think you're doing really well, though. So it's definitely a bunch of great memories. You know what?
0: I have to applaud every person that's a fan of uh, football in Europe. The fact that they can watch a game at the end of the day is amazing. It's amazing. I was in Copenhagen, and we were walking by a bar, and they were showing the Manchester City-Liverpool game and it threw me off because it was it was like 10:15 p.m. at night and they were enjoying a live football game. I'm not I'm not used to that. I mean, we have obviously football here in the United States and in Latin America, but Arsenal or any European team, I don't I've never enjoyed them. You know, at least the competitive game late at night, so that was definitely a nice thing to have, Um although the American sports I watched, those were like in the middle of the night, so I never really watched those, Uh but no, my trip was
1: amazing, it was a good time, Um yeah, the, but I'm not going to... I haven't been yeah. to Europe uh, in a couple of years, but the last time I was in London, I was hanging out with some Arsenal fans, and uh they pointed out that it was impressive that guys like us in California get up at like 5 a.m. to watch uh, mm-hmm. Arsenal, so I think there's uh, some admiration on both ends. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think... I'm not gonna
0: lie. I think we're a little bit more of a hardcore fan, but you and I—we've woken up at four, four a.m. to to go to a bar to watch, you know, to watch some games, So I think there's a little more dedication, but I'm not gonna start that. So, uh, but okay, <laughs> let's let's talk about the true dedicated Arsenal player of the moment. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, our probably our most avid listener. I think so. I think so. I think he's been listening to us so much that he's worked up his game. The last few games, the man of the moment is Mr. Danny Welbeck. Danny Welbeck did it all this last game. He scored two goals, he had an assist, and then also he had a typical Danny Welbeck miss where Wilshire crossed it into him and he just like fumbled it and I don't know how he ended up like on his back and he missed it with an open goal. Uh, but he also shut the Only, only Danny
1: Welbeck could be only like Danny Welbeck. having a great game and still managed <laughs> to miss a sitter. So hats off to you, Danny Oh, man, it was amazing. But, okay, so what is your analysis over Danny Welbeck's 90-minute game? Oh, he was good. He was good. Um, he, obviously, he still had his, uh, you know, Danny Welbeck moments. But that that first goal in particular I thought was pretty impressive. Uh, uh, he, he, he dribbled the ball a long way, cuts it back in. <laughs> oh, man, that's such an insult. Like... <laughs> Cuts it back in, shoots, and sorry, Danny. Like, but the thing that was going through my mind watching that happens was, look at Danny Welbeck; he almost looks like a real professional footballer right there. <laughs> oh man, we went how long? We went three minutes into this without being. No, but so that mean. was that was my honest reaction. I'm yeah. sorry, like I, I yeah, can't yeah. help it. I cannot help yeah. it. But that was my honest reaction.
0: No, but I, I agree. I mean, he first off he was the one that kind of started the play. Uh, he headed the ball down. About the halfway line, and then he made a really nice run. And then, uh, it well, we picked, picked him up, and he was able to split two defenders and cut in and shoot it. But it was something that I agree there's been times where I don't know why before he's had the ball and he just doesn't have the motivation, uh, to kind of control the ball. Uh, so in this moment, I do agree there was a lucky deflection, but all the credit is to Danny, it was a great way. And we, I mean, that was the goal that uh, we were down one to zero. And that was the goal that flipped the score two to one. So that was amazing. But actually, let's talk about his assist before that. Uh, there was a nice, typical Wenger ball play um, in the middle of the field. Iwobi had the hockey assist, giving it to Danny Welbeck. And Danny Welbeck had a nice little, like a heel flick. It looked like Ramsey's goal uh, in the uh, against CSK. It was a, a little uh, heel flick to a and a was able to tap it in nicely to tie it up. So what did you think? Let's give me your uh, your analysis over the first half in general, not only of Danny Welbeck but as Arsenal as a whole.
1: Yeah, well, just to, to point out that particular goal, like you said, Wenger ball, but uh, some very it was like a lot of passes in tight, close quarters. Like players, yeah. it Welbeck's pass in particular, he gets the ball, turns around, and he immediately has three uh, Southampton defenders all around him. Uh, finds Welbeck, who doesn't hesitate to, to do the Ramsey-esque flick onto a who's you know who also makes a nice run, kind of reads, um, you know, reads what Welbeck might do, and uh, obviously gets himself the goal. Uh, yes, yeah. I think it's a mixed bag. the the uh, The way that we're talking about just the first half here, um, mm-hmm. I thought Southampton. Well, first of all, they scored first, so <laughs> I think uh, for those of us watching the match, we were thinking, "Oh gosh, here we go again." Yeah. Um, but but you know, Arsenal answer answered quickly, and uh, I think we looked good offensively. We looked as good offensively as we looked bad defensively, if that makes any sense. That's kind yeah. of like how the first half went for me. I thought on defense we were just atrocious. But there was enough exciting moments on offense to kind of keep us all, you know, I guess, happy.
0: No, yeah. I mean, let's go into what you're talking about there. Uh, we do have to talk about a, at least one big negative. The guy who didn't have a great game was Mustafi. Uh, that goal that uh, Shane Long had, I don't know where Mustafi was, and I'm actually getting tired of the images of Mustafi arguing with yes, Czech, yes. where it's like, you know, you know what? It's your own fault. Check what, whatever it was, it was not even Czech's ball to to get it. The ball was still far away. Check isn't gonna run up and get the ball. But it's like you don't rely on. And what scares me, and we've talked about it in the past, is that Mustafi is that one player who, in he's he's in his prime. He's in his prime age. And he's helping lead these other two defenders as in holding in Chambers, but he's not doing it in a good way. He's not a very good example for those two guys. That play, first off, Kolasinac, the pressure that, and it, it happened multiple times throughout the game, it seems, again, that they, there's a lack of pressure on players that are swinging the ball into the area. They don't know how to close them down very well. Kolasinac gave the, I forget who it was on the side, way too much space, but he swung it in, and it was, a, again, a lack of focus from Mustafi. Um, and yeah, what what is your opinion on Mustafi's game? Not only in the first half, but in general.
1: Yeah, on that on that play in particular. Uh, first of all, I was disappointed with him getting beat for um, uh, to give up that goal. But then when he decides to pretend as if it was Czech's fault, yeah, uh, that just like infuriated me. <laughs> I mean, like I, I was first of all I was, I was annoyed, and then I became like just really upset. Um, mm-hmm. And we've seen that image. Way too many times, and yeah. it's funny because he's he's uh, he's capable of having brilliant games. Uh, he's, he's he's had good games in the past. Almost like when he's playing against a really top flight uh, striker, he kind of rises to the occasion. And but he's also capable of having these types of games where you're kind of like sell this guy immediately. I don't care what you get back from him. He's that garbage. Um, and that's again that's an overreaction. Like like whatever. He's somewhere in the middle there. But it's he's his Pendulum of what he's capable of swings from one end to the other and uh, It'd be nice to just have a little bit of Consistency I think especially you're right to be a leader and kind of like setting an example for guys like holding a chambers
0: No, yeah, it was something that uh, I agree. I was I was pretty mad about too. Um, but you're right. I mean, somebody tweeted about it too, and I'm sorry, I'm not giving credit to them, but there was pretty much what you just said where Mustafi, he can either give you a man of the match moment, like the, you know, the goal he scored against Tottenham, um, and times he shut, he shut down Diego Costa, uh, when he was on Chelsea,
1: but then there's other times when we, he shut down Morata when we thought Murata That's might be a good striker.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Mustafi was the first one to realize that he wasn't a good striker. Uh, but then he does things like this, where it's just, yeah, you're right, it's it's like he's very inconsistent. Um, and honestly, he's probably the poster child of what Arsenal season has been, where it's some very amazing games, and then there's some very questionable decisions being made. Um, but let's move on to the second half. So again, we were 2-1, but then again, we have an issue in defense. Uh, Chambers was made to look like a fool. Uh, there was a lot of little passes it was again like a pinball uh play going on in the in the box and then they got the goal um tied two to two I think it was it yeah Charlie Austin who had just come yeah. onto the field was the guy who got the goal and that guy he scored on us on in the first game against Southampton earlier this season what was your thoughts coming in because we were actually dominating we we're doing pretty good before that goal but then all of a sudden out of the blue they got a goal and they tied it up what were you thinking
1: well I think your tweet summed it up perfectly <laughs> Thank you. Something along the lines of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something along the lines of, I had a feeling, I had a bad feeling when Charlie Austin was coming yeah. on. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be that fast. How many seconds was it? It was like a matter of uh, seconds. I it was like, like, yeah, it was like 70 something seconds. Or, yeah, 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 Yeah. it was insane. It was, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, boom, just like that. It's, it's 2-2 uh, to Southampton, who um, I think we talked about before the show, you know, they're a relegation team. We should not yeah. be struggling. Um and so I honestly thought the game was going to finish 2 to 2. Like I you know, I know there was a lot of time left, but just mm-hmm. that just took the wind out of my sails and and yeah, it was Charlie Austin. I think we kind of I think the broadcasters in the US might have mentioned it that he's, you know, kind of been a thorn in the in Arsenal's side over the years. Yeah. Um and and sure enough, yeah. Uh, in a matter of seconds after coming in, he scores that goal. Uh, yeah. So I was I was really really deflated at that point. Um, I guess the only thing that saved me was I guess I'm not really that invested in the Premier League games anymore. So it's not like yeah. I was like throwing my TV out the window. But yeah, I think I was pretty much resigned to the fact of like, well, all right, whatever. I guess we're coming out of this with a draw. I was thinking this. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing.
0: Where again, the Europa League is now our main focus. Uh, we're you know, like 14 points away from fourth place. So that's not going to happen. Um, but at the same time, there's some kind of respect. Let me give you a, uh, there's a stat here. So in the last five games that Southampton has played, they only managed one goal, but they managed two against us in one game. That's the thing that kind of gets me a, a little irked about our defense. And again, I know that, you know, Koscielny was, was, uh, was rested. Um, I know when you when you have a focus on the Euro, European game coming up, you lose your concentration. But it's just something that just it's typical Arsenal. And again, I mean, not to put more bad news, but we have six games in a row that we've you know that that we've won. Five of them are at the Emirates. We have to figure out how to get wins away from the Emirates because if this was a game at Southampton, we probably would have lost it. But let's talk positive because we ended up winning this game by the star. Danny Welbeck what did you think about that goal the uh that's the, the uh, winning goal at the end of the game
1: uh yeah <clears throat> it was a nice header jumping all over was it Wilshire's back that he jumped over to uh, kind of head it down um, yeah yeah yeah. It, yeah it was it was a nice goal uh I think Danny Welbeck is a guy who you know is a strong athletic guy and is is capable of moments like that uh and so mm-hmm. I think he's at times appears to be better with his head than he is with the ball at his feet at times um, Yeah. but uh but yeah no it was a really nice goal uh I I was you know thoroughly happy with it um he did let's not gloss over the fact that he did miss that sitter uh leading up to that goal so (laughs) you know we had we had that moment of uh of Danny Welbeckness but no it was I think it I think it for him it capped off uh, an impressive day and Mm -hmm. um and just you know I guess kind of reminded all of us like what what Danny Welbeck is can can be capable of
0: yeah no, well, there, there's a couple of people that I do want to talk about in this game in general. Actually, a few players. Uh, first off, I want to ask, what's your opinion of Reese Nelson? I had a, I put up a poll on our Twitter page. Uh, go check it out if you haven't voted for it, if it's still up. Um, but it was pretty much just, you know, what did you think of Reese Nelson? Was he great enough to keep starting, at least for the Premier League games? Was he, you know, good, but let's, you know, maybe better as a sub? Or was it just pretty much, no, he wasn't good and I don't want to see him again, which I put that literally as a super dramatic uh, response. And the last time I checked, I was happy to see that nobody voted on that one. It was kind of a, a tie between n- more people were saying, you know, more sub uh, uh, starts would be better for for Reece Nelson. What do you think? How did you think he did? Uh, yeah, what was your, your general uh, conclusion of his play for his first debut too for Arsenal?
1: Yeah, yeah. So keeping that in mind, I think just overall, like as a player, he didn't have an outstanding game. He didn't uh, do anything that was like really impressive, he also didn't do anything that was like terrible. So um, I think as far as uh, young player debuts go, it was kind of, not not really his debut, but like I guess his first start. Um, It was, uh, I think it was good, mixed bag. He had some good moments, some bad moments. Mm -hmm. I I know he's capable of brilliance. We've seen it like... You know the youtube clips of him playing with the under uh, 23s and playing for england and i felt like in this game he was just trying to like what all young players should do just try to fit in with the rest of the senior guys guys that have been with the team for years or or guys that just have way more experience than him so uh i think he was just trying to fit in and at times he looked out of rhythm with the other guys especially like with a lot of the intricate passing He, he just kind of seemed a little bit offbeat than the other guys but um i think all in all i think he did okay i think he definitely did well enough to get another start and i think it's important for him to kind of get games and minutes under his belt to kind of build his confidence so that he's not just the young guy that's trying to fit in he can get to that point where he feels like i'm i'm just one of the players and then i think that's when we're going to start to see those moments of brilliance um the, the things that make him special, that's when I think we might see some of those things come out. What did you uh, what'd you think of his game? No, I think
0: he did, overall, he did pretty good, especially, you know, you're you're playing your first game. I know he's played a few games in the Europa League uh, out of position, um, but especially for the type of play that Wenger likes, the quick passes, it's hard to kind of, you know, get yourself in that rhythm. Um, the games that he played in the Europa League, they didn't do it as much, you um, But especially the position that he was playing now in a more offensive position, he is expected to be, you know, quicker on his, with the ball. Uh, So there was a few moments that he did it very well. There's other moments that he was, you know, a few steps behind. Um, I actually had to give props to my best friend, Hector Bellerin, uh, because it seemed like Hector Bellerin was kind of guiding him a little bit, especially being a, you know, a fellow academy player himself. Um, And I honestly reminded me of when Hector Bellerin came in, where his first few games, It's just—it's kind of a—you have a learning curve. You're trying to figure out the game plan. Um, But like you said, this was a perfect game for him to get some minutes. He had about you know sixty, a little more than sixty minutes uh, to play. So it was good to to get that. Um, I would give him more opportunities, especially again. You know, if there's a game, I think we have like Newcastle coming up in the in the in the Premier League. But there's a game against like Huddersfield as well. Those are games that would be perfect for him. That you know, you know, he can help out. But it's not too super detrimental the the results, um, and you know, it gives him confidence, especially since we're both looking into next season.
1: Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was I, that was. Oh, go sorry, go for. Oh it. yeah, and then oh, yeah, well, another thing too with with just getting him games. I think for the obvious reasons of wanting to you know, develop your young players. But also, I think he's also coming up, his contract is coming up toward the end, and mm-hmm. I believe maybe next year might be his last year, or, or maybe this uh, this summer is. Mm-hmm. I think it might be next year, but, but I think either so. way, like, they're, they're trying to negotiate a new deal with him. And yeah. uh, so far, he hasn't signed one yet. So I think it's important to find out, uh, give him games to find out what kind of a player he yeah. has or uh, capabilities he has as a player uh is he going to be a guy that's really special that you're really going to like try to maybe pay him a little bit more than all the other youth guys um you know or is he you know potentially has like a lower ceiling than maybe we thought Uh, some some players can't make that transition from playing the under 23s and 21s and all those some players can't make that transition to the senior level Mm uh as well as other players and so i think it's good give him as many games you can it's also uh More or less like important for us to find out what kind of player we have um, and we so that we can, uh, you know, offer the appropriate contract. Uh, Another cool little fact that uh, NBC Sports actually
0: put up during the game was that he is the second player uh, that debuts that was born after. Arsene Wenger took the reign as coach of Arsenal. So that was kind of cool. The first one was actually Maitland-Niles, uh, so that was this season as well. But that just shows you how long Arsene Wenger's been our coach. That he, There's players that don't even know of a, another coach coaching Arsenal or haven't seen another coach coaching Arsenal in their lifetime. Um, that's insane. Um, but talking about contracts, uh, players with contracts uh, coming up, Let's talk about Jack Wilshere, another player that needs to prove himself. He actually came in for Reese Nelson. Before I say anything, I want to ask you, what's your opinion of Jack Wilshere's game, and how, how, you, how did he do for the last
1: half hour that he played? Um, he was okay. Uh, wasn't mm-hmm. great. I think, I think if Welbeck hits that shot and he gets the assist, then I think maybe it looks a little different. I mean, that was, that was a great yeah. pass. So I should probably give him credit just for at least making the pass. Um, I don't know. It just feels like it's all very tinted by the end of game shenanigans uh, that went down. And it's kind of hard for me to look at his game objectively when I was, I'll be honest, like I was like really annoyed with him for um, his actions toward the end of the game. Yeah. I can understand why he would be upset. um, But, I mean, you're a professional footballer. Like these sorts of things happen. You've got... You know, you've got the win, and you know with Mkhitaryan going down, we're gonna need Jack. Jack Could have easily gotten a red card there, and it just—it was just foolish, and it just—it kind of shows that maybe he hasn't grown out of some of his, uh, um, you know, I guess younger, immature ways. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's hard to say. I I think he had an average game, with maybe one good moment of brilliance. Offset by a a moment of ignorance and so I guess on the balance. I'll say he had a a fair game But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's hard to you know The way the game ended it's hard for me to look back on the game without seeing you know his actions at the end of the game Uh, No, yeah, I
0: I, I mean again not to sound redundant here, but I agree Um, You know, I guess it is hard to judge for only 30 minutes um, but there were definitely some times where I guess I realize that if Ramsey or Ozil aren't on the field, then Wilshere is a little bit of another player, uh, and and he's not the best form of himself. Which, for a player that is demanding, you know, money for a new contract, these are situations that you need to prove yourself. Um, because, honestly, if this is probably an obvious uh, answer, but you know, for Ozil, Ramsey, and Jack Wilshere, if I had to pick, you know, the top like the best in order of those three players, Jack Wilshire would probably be the last player on that list. It would be like Ozil Ramsey and then Wilshire. Wilshire I mean, Ramsey has proven the kind of player he is. Ozil we already know the kind of player he is. Whereas Jack Wilshire, there was a few times where there were some breakaways and his decision making was terrible. Things that Ozil definitely wouldn't have done. Um again, he's you know, he's he's still a young player, but he is already kind of getting into his prime and it just makes you wonder where is your mind, especially towards the end of the game, where um, it led into like a, a domino effect of, of cards being pulled out, and surprisingly, he didn't get a card, um, even though he was the one that created the whole thing. And, I think uh, he actually got, got
1: a yellow. He got a yellow, I think. Oh, he did. Get, he yeah. did get yellow. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, so well, okay. Well, yeah. So he didn't. He didn't end up getting a red card. Um, he, the Stevens got a red card for Southampton, and then later on, for a really, really weak push, El Nenny got a red card. So we're gonna miss him for. I think it's like two or three games now, uh, but I agree with you, and it's not the first time, I remember the the, the end of the Tottenham game, there was a whole issue with him and La Mela, which I, again, I defended him, but there are certain times where you get to realize if you really are, if you really think you're an important player, then you should show it on the field, and you should think your value is that important, that you shouldn't do stupid things like that and lose your cool, and that's, you're right, That those are times where he still showed his immaturities, and that's something that we can't deal with, so I, I don't know, I, I I might be a little harsh, but I think this game was, for me, enough to show that if he doesn't re-sign with us and he's not with us, it wouldn't be a huge loss for Arsenal. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, that's a big statement. Uh, I, I I don't know, like, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Jack. I, I'm still very disappointed in the way he played. Yeah. I think it... it I don't know, like, I would miss him if we didn't sign him, I'll be honest, but... I completely agree with the way Arsenal are going about negotiating it. I think what they're offering him is fair, given his injury history. And I think if he leaves demanding more money, then I'm OK with that. Um, I do agree with your assessment of Ozil, Ramsey and Wilsh- uh, Yeah, Wilshire And I think Wilshire would be third in that list. Um, but I-, I think he does have some importance. And, uh, you know, I- I- this this past game is not a good example of it, but. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's not a good example of, of this game. It's yeah. probably Jack in his worst moment. It's not not his worst, but it's you know it's it's uh, it's Jack on his not a great day. So uh, it's hard to well, judge a player based on that.
0: And, and that's that's the thing. I mean, I think that with the growth of El Neni, and if he keeps on growing, and I mean we tied him down to a new contract, so that's just confidence for him. Um, I know he doesn't play the same exact position as Wilshire, but I feel like if, if Shaka, who I think we both agree had had a, had a good game today, and I know he's very inconsistent, he's probably the Mustafi of the midfield, um, where you know he he has a great game one day and then a terrible game the other day, but if if these are going to be, because I mean today wasn't the only day that he showed his hot headedness in situations, um, and also his decision making isn't always the best, and it's sad because I agree he's obviously probably the most Arsenal player on our roster right now. He's and that's it's it's awesome. I mean, it's great to have a player who's a fan of the team, um, but Arsenal. I have to you know they're they're like you said they're doing it right. Injury issues and everything. Uh, you have to kind of be a little more cautious with tying down a player and giving him money. Um, but I don't know. Again, if you were to leave, yeah, I would I would feel bad. But after today's game or yeah the game against Southampton, I kind of realized that uh, I don't know. I I think. I wouldn't be missing him too much, which I might lose a lot of. I might get a lot of hate for that. Um, but okay, so enough of that game. Um, it was three to two. That was uh, that was a good result, definitely. Uh, uh, we're actually three points away from Chelsea, so if we can end up higher than Chelsea, I'll be happy with that. Um, but let's go on to the the Europa League game. Uh, what is your analysis of of the europa league game it finished four to one we take that uh four to one result to moscow next thursday uh how did you feel about seeing uh
1: seeing arsenal play well it was certainly a fun game to watch um obviously everybody will will remember it for the ramsey goal which was a outstanding outstanding goal yeah um but yeah offensively it was it was a great game we we were creating tons of opportunities for ourselves a um, lot of dangerous chances. We honestly could have put in, like, five or six in that first uh, half. I believe Ozil had a pretty good chance in the first half that he didn't uh, didn't strike well. Um, yeah. and But, but you know, like Lacazette got on the score sheet. Um, you know, obviously Ramsey with his two goals. Uh, Ozil drawing the penalty and, and Lacazette getting that. Um, another, another well-taken penalty going into the opposite corner, so that was nice. Um, yeah, a fun, a fun game to watch. Our defense did – make me nervous on several occasions (laughs) uh and which kind of like has me a little you know not i'm not totally celebrating moving on to the next round because uh yeah i think his name was musa who was just carving up our defense uh left and right um i was kind of shocked i was like who is this guy like what is going on uh we're at home and (laughs) there was one shot where i think he uh he cut it back on his left foot, I think it was. Had two yeah. Arsenal defenders sliding out yeah. of the picture. I think Shaka was one of them, so I guess not a defender. But, you know, like he's <laughs> at that moment playing defense. Um, and uh, it was we were fortunate that he didn't score from that. But, yeah, I think, look, I, I, could, I could go into the negatives about our defense again. <laughs> but let's be honest. It was a fun game to watch in the first half offensively. Uh, lots of chances being created. Um, it was Arsenal- offense at its finest putting in four goals in the first half and like I said it looked like we could have got five or six so yeah um yeah we'll take that lead into Moscow we've got Mkhitaryan hurt so he won't be there um Ospina is injured he won't play and uh but we were able to rest some players uh so I think uh there'll be no excuses for for guys being you know with heavy legs or whatever um some of our more important players I think Ozil, Ramsey, uh, Koshelny probably mm-hmm. somebody else I'm missing, um, they were able to take off the Southampton game and just kind of rest. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to Thursday's game. And, um, you know, hopefully if, if all goes well, we'll be moving on to the next round. No, yeah, uh, hopefully
0: so. Um, I mean, one guy that I did want to add on to mention too was, uh, yeah, like I said, had those two goals. Uh, he played a few minutes against Southampton. And he's somebody that, again, he's also turned a page especially from before his injury and Wenger even said it a few days ago too that it was before his injury Like I said, was somebody else the, like the few weeks beforehand where he was just you know down in the dumps and then again the injury on top of it was uh, was not the best for him he wasn't going through the best moment uh but that kind of shows you the character that uh, Lacassette like has that he was able to turn it around uh again the, the great gesture that a uh, Bowman showed last weekend uh, against Stoke to let uh, Lacazette get the third goal, um, you know, ignoring a hat trick himself. Uh, but, you know, and then getting two goals against CSK. And obviously, he's going to be the main guy uh, f- for the second leg and the rest of the Europa League if there hopefully is, a, uh, you know, uh, going on to the next round. Welbeck is another player that, you know, he's high in his confidence as well. And um, hopefully, you know, those two guys can can form a nice partnership, you know, I don't think they're going to be playing together, but yeah, you're right, Uh, Ozil and Ramsey both being uh, rested, they should be fully fit for the game coming up, sadly, Mkhitaryan, I think he's going to be gone for at least two weeks, Uh, same with Ospina, Um, so, Czech is going to be doing all the work, I guess, I was surprised that uh, Macy didn't play against Southampton, maybe he'll play next week and we'll see, but yeah, no, that should be, that should be an interesting game, Uh, our defense is always making us nervous, but Hopefully with a three-goal advantage, we can hold on to that and go on to the semifinals um, of the tournament. But I think that will be all for this episode of the 4th Best Podcast. Uh, Steve, is there anything I'm missing? Was there anything you wanted to say?
1: No, yeah, I think we pretty have it all covered. We're just looking forward to Thursday's game perfect all right well we will see you guys we'll probably do a podcast
0: after the cska game uh, and i say probably just in case somebody on twitter hates us later on for saying anything any promises Uh, but most likely we will and i hope you guys have a great week thank you